Yo, so I just want to let you guys know that this podcast is actually recorded pre-corona. It was recorded a couple days before uh, the NBA season was shut down, and I just want to let you guys know. Hope you're having an awesome day, and hope you enjoy the podcast. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. I'm recording this after our episode, but just wanted to let you know that this is a fun one. I had my friend Daniel Snow on the show. We talked everything from social media to entrepreneurship to Larry David. We talked a lot of amazing things on, on this one, and I think especially for the youngsters and anyone into social media uh, or hip-hop, this is going to be a super fun episode for you guys. So really happy we did it, and I hope you guys enjoy. Catch you. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome back into the Buster Show. I've been I've been waiting to pull that one off. Uh, we have a very special guest today, Daniel Snow. Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. It's it's a very crazy time, but that means nothing because you know we still have all the things we love, and we will still have all the things we love. One of the things that we both share and that we both love, which will give I think some some good context as to who you are and what you do, uh, music. First and foremost, music at rap. How how did that all come about? How how did you find yourself uh, managing and, and working with that? Um, yeah, so I, I had a to give um, a background. Um, we cr- I, we started at rap, I believe, around 2016, um, and prior to that, had already built some pretty large social media followings um and what it turned into was kind of just as an avid rap fan and and even just trying to keep up with with the news of like what's going on in the the rap world like there it seemed like there was new artists every second um and just trying to keep it involved in the conversation Mm -hmm. i saw that there was there was nowhere to follow as as a casual rap fan like i I don't want to go on websites like read news and whatnot so um yeah, I, I, I decided that um, there was no one else really doing it at the time and um, acquired the at rap name and just started building the following and kind of cultivating all the conversation into our page to kind of allow the typical rap fan like myself to just be involved in the conversation. That's awesome. Do you remember what the first social media account you built up was or started building was? Yeah. Because everyone has a really some would say bad. I would say great answer to that question. Do you remember what your first account was? Like the one that wasn't myself, obviously. Of course, of course. So for <laughs> <laughs> the first account I, I had created was called Fitness Shredded. No Twitter. way. Yeah. You had a fitness account. Yeah, that's and how what, I got it. What were you face. posting about? I was posting just like fitness motivation, like fitness things and like motivational quotes on Twitter. Um, I was really I was really big into fitness at the time. And it was actually even how I got into the whole online social media world. It happened when I was at the gym uh, talking to a friend. So I was literally at the gym. My friend told me, oh, I can make, you can make money essentially on social media back in 2012. Mm-hmm. And I left the gym and I made a, t- a fitness Twitter account. So <laughs> That's so good. How big did you grow it? Um, in six months, I think I got it to like 35,000 followers. That's impressive. Which on I Twitter, thought, on Twitter, That's which impressive. I thought was like, you know, it might have it could have been like 10 million followers. All, right, all, right. all these people. It's crazy. Wow. Um, just like following people, unfollowing people, doing giveaways, 
doing giveaways. <laughs> Use the follow and follow, follow tactic. Come on, you got to start from somewhere. I had to start hey, from zero. I remember I had a personal account on Twitter where it was just like, it wasn't like I had two personal accounts and one I did like those tactics on and one I didn't. And I don't even, it went nowhere. But uh, but yeah, I, I remember. And I remember my first one, which was uh, writing long form on Facebook, no photos, no videos about fantasy basketball so just really? super long copy wow and i remember it got like 200 300 and i was like yep okay did it made a little little pro- little progress there you go <laughs> very little progress. some traction but um so you you went from uh this shredded fitness account do you remember what the next account was i'm yeah. always so interested in like the trajectories of people on media so fitness shredded then i was like oh i have thirty-five thousand followers i have 10 million followers what else can I do in fitness? So then it was like hu- fitness humor or something. And then another type of fitness account. And then I was like, okay, fitness is like, I eventually changed my mind where it's like, I want to just grow followings faster. Mm-hmm. So I get it in, into the whole trends of things. Um, and my first account that really blew up was Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, it was called Wall Street Wolf. So it was essentially a parody account of the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And uh, how I said it took me six months to get 30,000 followers. Yeah. When the Wolf of Wall Street, we started that, we were gaining like 6,000 followers a day. Whoa. Yeah. Um, From then, just organic posting? Not just for because we also had the fitness accounts that we were pushing to that. And we had a relationship with other people who had decent followings on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So just leverage that to promote this is all still back on twitter yeah twitter wow we, i got pretty big on twitter um so after the wolf of wall street then we were essentially able to uh grow followings insanely fast the next one was this account called bros confessions mm. it was like uh people just submit confessions of like crazy things for the bros like you get it <laughs> that's of course um, that's great so we did that we grew that to like a hundred thousand followers in ten days. Whoa! Then the next account we did in hundred thousand seven days. It was called Fight Clubs. It was just fights, essentially posting on Twitter. Then uh, <laughs> I don't know we, if that would work now. Yeah, but Twitter, <laughs> you still probably can. Twitter is kind of open to that. I've seen some crazy videos on Twitter. And then uh, it was essentially when we were able to create trending ideas. Oh, we were able to to to, to find these new ideas. We were able to just grow them so fast because now we had this massive following yeah so then you know the next eventually we were able to grow a hundred thousand followers in like three days that's on twitter yeah um and then we had essentially you know this huge network and it was like that avalanche effect um where now you know we were able to just send tons of traffic to really anything and at what point I, i have a ton of social questions for you but at what point did your agency come into play with that at what point on like the timeline Get the mic fixed real quick. Okay. There so uh, the, how's that? Okay. So the, the agents, so I've, I, so this is, I, I told you first got in December of 2012. Mm-hmm. I've only been full-time on the agency since September 1st. Of oh, wow. 2019. That's awesome. So uh, I never wanted to really go service-based because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone who's, anyone who's in service-based will tell you. Do not, do not do service phase. But uh, so it took me a long time to why, eventually. Why did they tell you that? Just because you have, there's a lot of, a lot, there's a lot of factors that are completely outside your control. Yeah. You know, if, even if you're doing an amazing job, you're going above and beyond, you know, beating the client's wildest expectations at the end of the day, they can still fire you versus, 
you know, if you're growing your own, say, social media page or e-commerce company, whatever, you can't get fired if you're the one running it. <laughs> True. So you're at the you're at the whim of of clients with yeah. service based. But um, yeah. So it took me. We, so we we were full time on it since September first, but we had it in the background for a little over a year prior. That's awesome. Question: Back to social media. Which platforms in today's day and age, because a lot of people listening like like social media or they're just interested in general or they do social media, uh, how would you rank platforms as far as easiest to most difficult to create an audience on? Um, I would say easiest, at least from what I see, which is easiest I've ever seen mm-hmm. ever is TikTok. The easiest. It's like we, mile. we don't we on on a. On, on at rap we have at rap on tiktok mm-hmm. we already have like forty five thousand followers and like we really haven't put in much energy yeah um which is like the easiest forty five thousand followers we've ever gained mm-hmm. and uh every other platform for me has been a real like you have to invest time energy consistency everything like that versus tiktok could do the same obviously but it just repurposing everything else yeah and and they just push it they push your content you know to the to the uh, popular page a lot easier and whatnot yeah i think an interesting point in regards to that is i think one of the main reasons in addition to like the algorithm there being super favorable right now since it's new and it's popular and all that um and they're not going too heavy on monetization on their back end yet um but i think also like a very small percentage of actual tiktok users post in contrast to instagram where like you're competing uh you know with all of your friends posts Mm -hmm. you know you're competing with the memphis grizzlies you're competing with lebron you're competing with you know your family like these people's families yeah whereas on tiktok millions of advertisers too you're competing with as well all the advertise also it's a great point but on tiktok you're competing with the four percent that post yeah yeah, definitely. TikTok is, uh, and, and, and but the thing is, like, any platform in its infancy stages typically has that. I've, I mean, TikTok is a little extreme, but like typically uh, allows their creators to grow fast because once the creators do that, then it's kind of that trickle down effect. Like if you remember back in like 2012, 2015, it was a little similar on Instagram where like you, you can get on the popular page um, in a kind of a predictable manner. Yeah. Um, and you could, there was even tons of ways. I think they even showed, yeah, they actually showed you when your post was on the popular page. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, and it was a lot easier to grow, but it was nowhere near as easy to grow as it is on TikTok right now. Uh, and the other thing that's actually inter- interesting that I see for, for B2B people is LinkedIn is actually doing a similar thing to TikTok. Super pushing. Where they're, if you're making content, they're allowing so many people who don't follow you to see your content. Mm-hmm. which what does it do for people creating on the platform? It allows them to be more motivated to post and engage in the in the platform. So Yeah, and what I love about LinkedIn too, and I cannot preach LinkedIn enough right now for anyone that, e- even like literally anyone. I was going to say like anyone that's interested in entrepreneurship, but it's literally anyone that has anything to say about anything that they've ever learned, which is everyone. Yeah. Um, is that like in contrast to TikTok, where TikTok it's only partially predictable, you just know it's going to do great. But LinkedIn, it actually makes perfect sense because when you like a post, it appears on all of your friends, everyone that you're connected with, your entire network's feed. Mm-hmm. So I like your post. Now that post appears on everyone that I'm connected with or follows me. 
directly in their feed. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Could you imagine if Instagram was like that? Yeah, it'd be. It'd be. Were you insane. like my photo, and then my photos now in all every all of your followers' feeds? It's I I cannot imagine. But just like you said, it's because there's so many people posting on it. Um, yeah. they can't do that. Um, uh, but anyways, to go to answer your question, then so LinkedIn and TikTok definitely top two easy to grow right now. By far the hardest is Twitter. Twitter is like, it used to be easy. Like I was referring to back in like. 2012 to like 2015 but mm -hmm. now it's just it is so difficult um yeah they even banned like all those kind of how you see on instagram as you know like all the big not really meme pages but any interest-based pages they completely wiped them off the platform um that whole community of pages why do you think that is i have literally no idea um i've always wondered one I wonder, I mean, one is just, there were definitely, there was definitely a lot of spam. That's for sure. Um, because how all the large pages do retweet spam mm. with each other. Yeah. But so that was one kind of thought I had, but the other thing that doesn't make sense because they, they still banned all the pages that didn't do those retweet sharing Yeah. and they weren't spamming anyone. So I have literally no idea why they did it. It had to have been just better for the user experience in some some capacity. Yeah, I don't I don't understand when these platforms and I've seen it done on we've both seen it done on Instagram, we've seen it done on Twitter, you know, uh, really just those two platforms. But you know, I've seen it on YouTube as well with really like, with like, but that's more like uh, sports related channels and that's more copyright rather than like fan accounts and stuff like that. But I don't understand why, whether it be like leagues or whether it be companies or whether it be the platforms go after people unless they are actually doing something illegal, whether it be, you know, copyrighted content or they're profiting off of the copyrighted content um, or they're impersonating somebody, which is why verification came about on Twitter in the first place, because you can't have 500 Justin Bieber's, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, as long as, as long as none of those things are happening, I don't understand why they would go after people that are just creating more conversation around subjects that they're passionate about. Yeah. That's something I have, I've never understood. I have no idea. Um, but it's really unfortunate because a lot of the, the people who have these huge followings, you know, they dedicated their lives to it for years mm -hmm. and it just gets taken away in the blink of an eye. And I know some people that still haven't really recovered from that. And it's like, it's, it's really scary, you know, uh, to see that. And it's really unfortunate. Um, but it is, these are accounts that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Even one that I know one kid ha had an offer for his one page for like a million dollars. And it was a huge page on Twitter at the time and could send tons of traffic. Um, and he didn't do anything wrong and he just, you know, it's just really unfortunate, but he, he got the wrong end of the stick. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. After we figure out this whole virus thing, we got to figure that out next, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Um, but what, what, what are you most excited about now? What are you most passionate about right now? Um, so the bulk of my time is, is grow is going into my agency, which is growing, essentially growing other e-commerce companies mm. mainly right now. I just really enjoy that whole process taking something small or medium sized or whatever really it is and implementing, you know, processes that we have and just seeing it grow in any industry. To me, that's just, a, it's really enjoyable, especially because we're making 
huge impact on these people's lives um, that we're having success with. So it's there's no better feeling than that. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. And then all the stuff we're doing with rap, we're starting to actually create our own content. I know it's awesome. content series mm -hmm. for it's been so long past due, but that's really cool to see as well. Just because now we're also being able to meet all these people that we've been posting about in person and interview and hear their story as well, kind of like how we're doing now. Um, so that's really cool as well. And trying to actually, you know, become creative with our own content that we're put, putting out. So excited for that too. That's awesome. What kind of content do you want to be doing? Just mostly like interview style games and tight so stuff like that with people that you're posting about? Um, I mean, the inter we're doing the interviews right now just because it's how I see it, just low-hanging fruit, Yep. right? You don't need to be yeah, like yeah. the most creative person in the world. You don't need to have that much money to like just sit down <laughs> with someone and get an interview and hear their story. And it's, yeah. but it's still awesome to do. The best interviewers in the world, some of them record on an iPhone. Exactly, exactly. So we're doing that just because it's really impactful and we need to get it started, but would really love to do some type of little spinoff of that. You kind of like, you know, like, complex is doing all their little you know interview style but over shoes or yeah with over the hot wings. sauce or <laughs> right. all this stuff uh, but it just it's it's not as well i guess hot the hot ones they're just still like sitting in a place like this just with like wings in front of them the most genius show it's ever. the most genius and show it, ever every single one performs outstanding oh it's really insane we're getting another little mic adjustment There we go. Um, but yeah, it's really it's really amazing what they've done when you think about it because yeah. even sneaker shopping has like gone up and down and up and down because how much can you really talk about Yeah, it gets it gets a little played out. In the same place. Mm -hmm. But wings? Yeah. People? Seeing them uncomfortable? I have a big belief that anytime you can make, make someone have fun while they're uncomfortable, you've won. Yeah. 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 So and now it's like, I, I, I think the how the complex, uh, I think they're doing like tacos now or something. Really? <laughs> like tacos or hamburgers or something like that. Oh my God. Of course they should. Yeah. As they should. Good for them. Cause you see like Barstool doing the pizza, obviously. Yeah. So it's just like, One what's bite? next? Yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting. That's, that's an interesting point. Um, I'm definitely curious to see how, where some of these media companies go. Because everyone's trying to replicate Hot Ones now. Yeah. Like you, I mean, you've heard it a million times. In every meeting that you're in, people, someone will reference Hot Ones. It's like the new, like, you know, like in tech, they say, like, oh, I'm the, I'm the Uber of this. No, right. it's, it's like, I'm oh, the Hot Ones of this. Like, yeah. 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 My podcast is like the Hot Ones. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What are you even talking about, bro? Um, but another, yeah. another real one from music that personally I love the most is what Genius does, like, the meanings behind the songs. Yeah, they do a great job. I like. I actually just. I enjoy those. It's really cool to hear about that, and then for them to like perform it while explaining it. I don't know if we could do something just like in that sphere that's still like really interesting and creative in some sense. You know that that's really what we're going for. What is the importance of original content to you? Um, I think it's it's uh, the most important thing. Agreed. Because if you're just reposting and repurposing content you're i mean you're building an audience but you're not really making anything of it and you don't have any ip mm -hmm. and at the end of the day long term your ip is what you know essentially defines you 100 percent um it's it's hard to do uh, it's a lot harder than just posting content um 
but if you're able to make it work, then you're really able to have, you know, really captivate that audience versus just like, let me just like this picture on Instagram. You're not like, how much ownership do you have of that viewer really? And you'd be shocked at how many more opportunities come your way oh, yeah. when you start doing like all original. It's, I mean, it's, it's just game changing Yeah. because then it's like, oh, you do something unique. And it's like, oh, there's like now an added value. Like before it's like, oh, you have an audience. That's awesome. Like there are a million things we can do with you. Oh, you do something that no one else does or that like you do in your own way. Oh, great. Like now there are 2 million ways to work with you. And it's yeah. just like, you just keep adding on yeah. like new value assets for yourself. So totally. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big uh, fan of, of that. So I think that's really great. Um, who, what kind of music you listen to? I li- I have Do you a, listen to rap? Of course I listen to rap. I have a <laughs> my my uh it's funny like cuz like in my office they're like what the hell like you know one one second I'm listening to like I don't know like Lil Wayne, A Boogie, I, really everyone in rap. Yeah, last um, time I saw you was at the A Boogie party. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so so I'm listening to obviously like rap and old school rap, new rap, you know, every every type of rap I'm listening to, but then I'll go to like classical music the next song and then like rock and roll and then like you listen to classical i love classical music what, especially to? to work to who i have you vibe to honestly i just i have like spotify playlists okay and gotcha. i don't like you know what i mean i'll just go to like classical yeah, playlists yeah. that's great piano playlists this that and i'll just let them play like i don't even it's just like playing and you know i don't i don't know who the composers are and whatnot mm-hmm. typically but um yeah no i i i, I really especially to work to which is kind of majority of, of my day anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. What does your work schedule look like? How do you, do you find any balance or do you have no balance? <laughs> I have no balance. I will be the first to admit that. Um, honestly, like I enjoy my work as leisure. And even right now, like, is this technically even work? Like, I don't know. I guess it depends how you define it. But I enjoy doing it and it's still for me like leisure. Yeah. You know, like today I had, I had another meeting in the city, like that was for work, but I love to meet other entrepreneurs and we're discussing ways we can work together right. and business opportunities, this, that. But like, it's not like, oh, I have this, lo- I have to go to work, you know? <laughs> right, right. Um, so I'm always technically like on, yeah. you know, 11 p.m., 2 a.m., what th- wherever I am, I'm always on like, because there's so many different people that are coming to me, especially with like, how kind of how many different worlds I'm in, like the rap world, the agency world, mm-hmm. the e-commerce, the, you know, real estate investing. So there's just like nonstop communications. But um, yeah, so I, I do work, work a lot, I guess. <laughs> what what advice would you have to your 18 year old self? Uh, wow. Um, what advice would I give my 18 year old self? Um. I would say, honestly, I, I feel like I, I went down a path that was like, I, I don't know really what I would change. Um, I would say earlier on, what I would do is definitely try to seek out um, someone, you know, maybe mentors or uh, paying for more consultants earlier on versus like trying to figure everything out myself and learn from mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's experts you can pay to teach you things so you don't have to make those mistakes. Yeah. And I just had this really... 
nonsensical mindset. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll learn from mistakes. I don't have enough time to seek out yeah. experts, this, that, which, you know, I, looking back, I made some, I w- yeah, definitely wish I could go back in certain things, but still at the end of the day, like wouldn't change where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm happy, really happy with where I'm at. So, uh, but yeah, definitely trying to seek out mentors and coaches and um, experts really in the space that can, that can help me get to where I'm at faster. Did you go to college? Yeah. How do you feel about college? Um, I feel, so I think that college from the actual academic perspective is a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. But what, number one, what, was I ready for the real world after high school? Hell no. Like, I don't know where else I would have went. <laughs> I need, you know, I needed to, yeah. to, to essentially grow up in college and, you know, you know, be able to, to really have a lot of experiences I did that, that, that still give you that, um, independent perspective, um, leadership perspective, like you do in college and all these different classes and groups and fraternities and whatnot. Um, so I do think college is important, but at the same time, I think that, I think that, um, it is, if you're going to a really expensive college with no goal, I think it's a huge waste of money and you can get the same in a cheaper school. Um, at the same time, if you want to just, let's say, you know, be, let's say I want to be an entrepreneur after high school, but you have no plan on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's also pretty foolish. Yeah. So I think that if you have a great thing going, maybe especially nowadays with social media and everything like yourself, um, if you already have a clear plan and, and, and you have a lot of traction, then maybe you don't need to go to college. But if you're just don't want to go to college just to, you don't know what to do. I think that isn't really the best idea. Yeah. Some so. of, some of, I agree with all of that. Some of my best advice for people that are still in high school as well is when you have the time intern for free for people that you really admire when you have the flexibility uh, to be able to do that, when you don't have to make any money, being able to go out and do things that no one else can because you have that, uh, you know, leverage over other people and you have that flexibility and you can just learn and work, go do that every summer, go do that after school, all these things. If you live in cities, amazing. If you don't, you know, even if you're working remotely, but help out people that you uh, admire in whatever ways you can, because you'll learn so much more than you will in high school and you'll be creating those relationships early. And I think, some of that could put someone who's in a position where even if they don't have a ton of traction, but they have a really good network by the time they're out of high school, then they're in a really, really interesting uh, position. That is really, really, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And even, you know, it's, it's great when you're in that age, you don't need, like you said, to work for money. So it's amazing you can do that. Mm-hmm. But even just getting those experiences is essentially what defines you. Because whether you're working, if you're working for someone you really admire, more often than not, it's probably going to be a good experience for you. You're going to build a great, um, a great network from that, as well as actionable uh, knowledge you can apply in the real world. Versus, kind of even in, in in the day-to-day world, you know, the smartest people. If you're working for the wrong company or the wrong person, you're limited to your experience. So, True. it really is super important in that in that sense. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Do you think social media in general is a good thing or a bad thing for <laughs> humanity as a, in a, as a whole? 
I think it's a terrible thing. <laughs> really? I don't know how it's a good thing. <laughs> Except for me, I guess for me, it's a good thing. For but you, like, it's a great thing. I hate it for, at the same time. For me, it's time. a great thing too. You know? What do you hate about it? I just hate that it like takes, you know, it's it just like, number one, I feel like your brain only has so much capacity. Oh, it's you so much only, less than we think. You only you can only yeah. put so much <laughs> in it. And I feel like I'm on social media a lot and my brain is just my capacity to, to learn other things is limited because I have all this just like media in my head. Your brain is filled with media, like pictures, videos, me yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's taking too much storage in my in my head. So I hate that part. Your um, brain is filled with like fashion over ads. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. So I, I, I don't like I don't like that part. Um, and just like even relationships, it's like, you know, sometimes you have the stupidest um, like disagreements with other people just on social media. It's like, oh, you, you don't follow me. You unfollowed me. You <laughs> like this person's picture. You commented X, Y and Z. It's like it's so crazy. It's you know? so crazy. Like the underlying yeah. meanings be- behind like doing things on social media. That's one thing I've never understood. People that will get upset over like following or unfollowing. Or... Whew. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic. But um, but what do you think? Is there any good in it? Um, I think the one great thing about it is that it can connect you to anyone in the world. Just as you said, people like mm-hmm. your mentors. Yeah social media allows you to literally reach them versus, you know, in any other time, like it's, you know, you're, it's like, how, how could I get to this person? Your favorite athlete, your favorite entrepreneur, your favorite, whoever you can literally DM them or comment like, Mm. and they'll see, they'll actually see what you have to say. Like, especially it's cool, especially on, on rap. Like we've, we're a big page, we're verified all that. So we, our access is, is crazy. Like I'm DMing Shaquille O'Neal and he's right, saying like, right. I'm a, I love you. I'm a big fan <laughs> of you guys. Like, that's insane. Like 10 years ago, you told me I'd be DMing like Shaquille O'Neal. He's a fan of yeah. like what we're doing. That's in, that's literally just crazy to me. Crazy. That's, that I love. You know? Especially since Shaq's a DJ now. DJ Diesel. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we were trying to do an interview with him. Uh, I was that'd like, be awesome. And he said he would, he'd be down for it. I just, Shaq, if you're listening to this, I'm waiting for that follow up. <laughs> so we'll that's awesome. That are you a believer in everyone sees everything on social media? Like if you DM a really big celebrity, but you're like a, you're anybody that there's a good chance that they see it. I don't think, I mean, I, I don't like really big. They're, they're, they're just not looking through. I don't think they're looking or, or if they see it, they're, they just might not open it. But, um, at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt to try. You get, you have nothing to lose from trying to reach 100%. out. So will a person reply more often than not no but what do you have to lose from taking out 10 seconds of your life yeah to a let's message say, that could change your life let's say they reply less than half the time let's say they reply 49 percent of the time you hit 20 people you're getting nine people back that's amazing insane that without social media you would never be able never to you would have them. to stand outside of their building with like your business card and like <sighs> your por- like your portfolio ready and you throw it to them yeah yeah, so that definitely, you know, and I, I, I really admire some of the people that have reached out. We actually had a kid in high school that, that reached out to me and was able to intern for us for a little bit because he sent a long, very well thought out message and articulated his vision and exactly like you said, why he wanted to intern for free. And I really respected that. You don't see a lot of that, uh, 
a lot of that kind of like self-awareness when you're in high school to intern for free. It's all about what's happening right now, right? You want money right now. Um, it's hard. It really is hard to see that long-term vision when, when you're that age. Really hard, especially when you can like dock a boat for full $500 a week during the summer. It's like, oh, great. I'm good. It's yeah. like, no, you're not. <laughs> you are not good. You are far better off working for Daniel for free. Yeah. You know, it's just like, that, that, that's something that I think, and one of the things that, you know, through conversations like this, I hope, you know, some people take action on, but I definitely agree in the sense of where it's like, if you're, when you're reaching out to someone, one of the most important things is, uh, is to focus on what you want to do for them not what you want them to do for you if you're the one reaching out. Mm-hmm. If, if there are lots of like eyes in the email, it's like, oh. Or if you say, please let me pick your brain, that's, that's the one to me. That's the I, one where you're like, hell That no. just drives me crazy. <laughs> let me pick your brain. That just like, like irks me. Let me pick, like why, like, why are you going to take time out of your day someone to just pick your brain? Someone like, said that to me on a call the other day at the end where – they called because they wanted to do an ad and I was just like, I was like, yeah, we can do it. And he's like, also would love to pick your brain. We're just starting oh, getting started you know doing marketing. It. Drives me insane. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like instant turn. And I've had conversations where it's like, oh, like this is awesome. But then it's like, yeah, let's do another. Let me take an hour out of your week so I can pick your brain. Like it's like it needs to go two ways. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's do this really big campaign and maybe we could have coffee sometime. Great. Now yeah. you've like, you'll get the same result, but it's, it's all how about you how you frame it. it. Yeah, it's 100% about how you frame it. So for for the youngsters listening, don't say I in the email and focus on what, you know, why you want to do what you want to do for them. Totally. Yeah, that's probably the best advice I would have. If you could have dinner with three people, uh, living or dead, who would they be and why? Or first, first, let's do living. A lot. The first person that comes to mind, Larry David. Really? Um, I was not I, expecting that from you. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love. It's probably like favorite show. I I think they would just. I don't know. I'd be really curious to see what <laughs> what dinner with Larry David would be like. Uh, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Of course. It's my favorite show. It's an amazing show. So Larry David for sure. Uh, my favorite episode is the Shaq episode where he trips Shaq courtside. Oh yeah, that Shaq was an old one. Injured. That was an old Great. episode. Great episode. Uh, so I think Larry David, um, alive. You said yes. Um, I would say Larry David. I had another person I was about to say, but it slipped my. Okay, so probably Larry David. Larry David and Larry David. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Because the other two are not as easy. Maybe. Oh, Kanye West. He's on mine. Kanye West for sure. For sure. I love Kanye West. That would be that would be fun and interesting. And like, what, what I don't know ask, what would happen. What would you ask Kanye about? What would I ask Kanye about? I would ask Kanye. Why does Kanye... Be Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many things to ask him about. Like he's, he's such a he's, he's such an interesting person. He's such an interesting person. He's like he'll disappear for years. Yeah, which is so fascinating to me, and then just pop out at random moments. Yeah. Um. But you know he 
he I, I you know for as crazy as he might be at times he is equally genius and he's still a real person with that which is what i admire the most like he's himself oh you know the most authentic which i that's what i really really admire about him um but anyways the third person jeff bezos cool for sure i mean you know amazon completely changing the world and still going to space in his free time you know what he's trying to do with blue origin and everything um i think he's you know i, I would just love to hear what is going on in the mind of jeff bezos yeah probably i hope he's thinking about buying the knicks <laughs> <laughs> i hope that's a thought that's going through his head because that would be wonderful but um but yeah that's a sturdy group i wonder i wonder if kanye watches curb you know what imagine those three together at once right that's where i, I want to be at that table jeff bezos larry david and kanye west are you kidding me That'd be like the most fun dinner of all time. That would, that be, would be insane. Bro, that would be so much fun. Larry, David. I don't think Larry would care. No. He would be like, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> Even just Larry, David, and, and either one of them together and me. Like, that would just. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, Kanye. If Kanye was on Curb, that would be. That would be so good. Oh, that would be perfect. Kanye playing himself in anything is the best thing ever. Did I, where, did, where has he done that before? He plays himself? Well, he does SNL. No he's way. SNL. Yeah, he's on SNL a couple times. Really? I haven't yeah. seen it. I don't I honestly don't watch SNL many. I don't really watch it. Gotcha. I have to go watch those episodes, though. Got to check it out. But yeah, he's definitely made some cameos as well. Yeah, in a couple different shows. But um but yeah, I definitely think that that authenticity point, you know, which both plays into social media as well. But, you know, obviously he is on and off that as well. You remember when he had Instagram for like it wasn't very long for like very brief moments. Heck, it couldn't have been more than a month. I feel like it was like five days. He, well, he, I don't, was he even posting anything? Yeah, though? he was posting like every second. Was he? He posted. <laughs> <laughs> I know what he was doing on Twitter. On Twitter, no, he, he was, was he was like he did that nonstop. Which also there there have been points where he like literally <laughs> typed too fat. Like he would post full paragraphs a minute apart. It's like, do you really write that fast? Yeah, right. But beyond that, he would post on Instagram and he would uh he would just post like photos of shoes with no caption, like thirty in a minute. <laughs> so Kanye, like So Kanye. It's like it's like an adult taking away something from their kid. They just like tries to get it all at once. Right. It's like the the world doesn't allow Kanye to go on Right, exactly. Um but uh, uh you know, I, I do think you know, it's it's super important to touch on, you know, how like authentic of a person he is because not a lot of people, even famous people, bro, are authentic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that's why I said it. It's 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 really rare, you know, when you have because the other thing is people don't want to offend people, especially yes. when you're that big. So that means that if you offend someone, you know, you have advertisers, brands, that means you can lose business. Kanye like really doesn't give a shit at all he doesn't care he's gonna be himself take it or leave it and that's why i respect it so you know him like even doing the last um the christian album everyone he was getting so much hate from it and i'm not a fan of that music you know i'm jewish but at the end of the day do i hate kanye for it <laughs> right. no I, I, I if anything i really respect him because he's doing that got so much backlash but he's doing what he really believes in 
and what you know that's just really admirable and i really believe that wins in in long term yeah like him totally him like for whatever reasons leaving nike like him for whatever reasons putting this out him for whatever reasons leaving you know the internet and the public face for two years only to come back with more music like him doing all these things you know sacrificing relationships and fighting paparazzi like you know <laughs> whatever it may be like doing it in the end as long as he doesn't hurt anybody yeah he'll win yeah and he's pretty happy yeah because the people who stick with him that whole time are like the you know that's how he gets that like cult-like following yeah you know you're you're obviously big into like the music scene through at rap what what have you seen i guess kind of on that on that note uh creates like the best fan bases um the or, best like, in what aspect the best in like most loyal like most cult like like who are some of those types of people that you've seen online that have that mm, let me think what i've seen is like from an older audience there's like this whole group of people that think that like Lil Wayne is like the goat and they're, you know, like nowadays the craziest like fans and crowds that I've ever seen from experience, Travis Scott, like that's on, that's on another level, but that has a lot to do with his performances. But as far as like Tyler, the creator has a pretty insane. So what I think, and this is actually intru- pretty interesting is let the culture tell your story. So the okay. people that have the most cult-like followings are the people that speak the least amount about themselves. It's interesting. The people that aren't posting nonstop on social media, like the people that it's like, like what, is, like who is this person? But you have the blogs constantly posting about them, stirring that conversation, but they're not the ones to tell you what the story is. Even like Travis Scott, he like, you know, he, I don't, I don't know how active he really is on social media. J. Cole, you know, especially now, NBA Youngboy, his fan base is insane NBA right Young now. NBA Youngboy is number one on YouTube. Number one. And you would never think. And he doesn't really, if you go on Instagram, he has like three posts. You know, it's always the the the, the blogs that are, that are getting that content and talking about him. Mm-hmm. He's not really, I feel like, talking about himself all that much. I don't know how many interviews he's really done. It's super interesting. Yeah. Because like Travis, for example, you know, he will post fashion photos with no caption and that's it. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah. So it's like, people, you know, it might be because like people want to be a fan of someone who they think that person is. Maybe mm-hmm. once that person tells you who they are, that, you know, I don't know, it takes away some of that like mysteriousness in a sense. I don't know. Little theory. Yeah. But, no, it's super interesting. But at the same time, I think like, and I don't know if this necessarily applies in music, but I know it applies for like influencers and whatnot. Um, you want to be someone whom people think that they, and I guess this does for certain people, but you always want to be someone that people look at as like someone that they would want to be friends with rather than somebody that they admire. Totally. And it's actually the same with advertising even. That's why I say everyone thinks like that, like, that ideal person that like Victoria's secret model, like mm-hmm. where it's like, no, it's like, how can I relate to this person? Um, so totally agree with that. 
Yeah, and I'm not relating to any Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it's like even for like because we do a lot of advertising in that world. It's like like females think it used to be like the aspirational, like use that like prototypical um, Victoria's Secret. Now it's like people. Even if you look, you go out in New York City, it's a lot of just like people they're using in advertising that are relatable, that look like normal people that you can relate to. Um, even in, you know, you're starting to see it in some sports stuff. Like it's not, yeah, of course they're using the professional athletes, but in commercials, they're also sprinkling in the normal kid, the normal, you know, teenager, this, that, so you can yeah. relate and then have, you know, you could, then you can sprinkle in that aspirational figure. But do you think that applies to artists though? Cause I feel artists, like I think is, I, I think the artist is completely different because it's their music that is kind of like telling that, that True. story. And it's also, you know, obviously you could see the opposite effect where the artists, some of the artists that are insanely active on social media, it really works like the Cardi B mm. she's, you know, like nonstop and has a huge following of it. Yeah. She's um, posting about, you know, giving her own, you know, scientific analysis on the virus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so it's like, I, honestly, I, I, I think at the, when you, when you think about it all at the end of the day, it, it just once again comes down into being yourself right cardi b is literally being herself i feel like that's who she really is she wants to talk about everything um kanye west like he'll come in and out like he's a little crazy you don't know what to expect but you know when he talks it's going to be pretty real so it's just at the end of the day just like being yourself i think wins yeah no that's super true and i think there are a lot of i'm trying to think of who else does a great job of that in music in particular is there anyone that comes to mind um someone and someone who like owns social media of course takashi 69 comes to mind oh my he goodness what, literally what what the heck is going on right now he's coming out of jail august 2nd i think oh you've got you, you they're releasing you got him. the calendar notification on of course come <laughs> on we're breaking that news uh but yeah no i've never seen someone literally like take over social media he like did. he did so quick he took it over and every one of his songs went was a banger. Was a banger. And I'm not even a fan, yeah. but they were bangers. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. So, I mean, and he was in, he was in absolutely insane with it, you know? So it's like, there's no one single formula you need to abide by. It's just like, you know, you see what works for other people, but at the end of the day, it's just like what, what will work for you is not always the same. So, uh, he for sure come, like, I, I can't think of anyone who, who, uh, who was better than, than six, nine at that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. How do you weigh the balance on social media as far as like performance between like how consistent you are and like how good the content is? So like quality quantity. Um, I think for one quality in turn, like, I, I think, uh, hmm, it's it, honestly, I think it's like a fine line in between that. I think consistency is the most important thing i agree um for sure especially even just from a technical perspective like the platforms will favor you if you're more consistent mm -hmm. because you know if you're once every few months especially on stuff like you know youtube even TikTok, you talk to them they say you know consistency is the most important thing with like the algorithms and everything um but at the end of the day I, it's still a fine line. Like, I don't think you should ever be putting out content just to put it out. Mm -hmm. Like it sh still should be thoughtful and, uh, and really high quality and everything as well. So I don't think you should ever 
let your content suffer because you just want to put it out. I think a quality is, is, is the most important thing. So, or yeah. just as important. I shouldn't say more, just as important. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it also like depends on what you're doing, right? Like if you're just trying to like build an audience, um, on like mostly aggregated content, probably just quantity. Yeah. But if you're creating original content quality, yeah, you know, I could agree with that. But if you don't have like the bare minimum, which to us is probably extreme, but like the bare minimum to me is minimum every day. If you're creating original, like minimum, unless it's like, like you're making like short documentaries and like longer form stuff. If you're doing like little Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook posts, you got to hit it every day, no matter what. And if you're aggregating, then you got to hit it 20 times a day. Yeah. Like, that's just what you have to do. Yeah. And it's tough. It's not easy. Definitely not easy. But how bad do you want it? Yeah. You know, you know that. You've done yep. a great job of that. But, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people forget. Like, a lot of these, uh, I, I think one interesting thing as well, which, you know, we both know is, like, a lot of the people that run all these accounts on social media, they're, like, teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it's 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 it, yeah. They're mostly teenagers. <laughs> I think because once again, it comes down to how much time it takes to actually create a successful page with millions of followers. Mm -hmm. It take as you know, it takes countless hours, countless. And who else has that much free time? Typically no teenagers. Yeah. No one else is willing to put in, you know, 15 hours on their phone in a, in a day, every day. Bro. Every day. Every day. What's your screen time at? What are you, what are you looking like? I don't know. I've. I have to look. I've gone up and down between like eight to 15. No. I'm dead serious. No. Yeah. Mine's not that much. Yeah. Cause I'm on the computer a lot. So that doesn't factor in it. It's only yeah, on your phone, right? Average 10. Wow. Yeah. But that's cause see, I'm, I'm sitting in front of a computer though for 10 hours of the day. But so if you combine both then phone it, calls count as that, I listen to music a lot. So I listen to music when I work out so you can subtract a couple, like you can subtract some in different places. Sometimes when I go to bed, my alarm is on. When I take naps, I use timer so we can like, we can hedge a little bit. We can hedge a little bit. I'm gonna be real, but like emails, I usually do on my phone. So I feel like there are certain things that are deductible. Like I can deduct those from my phone usage taxes. Um, but you know, I, I think I think in general, I spend a lot, lot way too much time. Yeah, <laughs> majority of my day definitely in front of computer or phone. Overwhelming majority, maybe eighty percent. Do you use anything else? Uh, no, just phone and computer. I can't think of anything else. I, I used to read books on a Kindle, but then I switched to the physical books. Um, yeah. You read a lot? I'm trying to read more. It just, it, once the it, consistency, it's like, it's hard. Like one month I'll set a goal for myself. I need to read two books this month and I'll read two books. But then the next month I, you know, I stop reading and then the next month I, I won't read. And whenever I talk to someone, they bring up a book, I'll buy it immediately. So I have it. So now I have this expansive library of books. <laughs> I don't know if I've read many of them, but they're ready. They're ready to be read. It was yeah, the most yeah, important yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're there. Yeah, I try, I try to do a little bit more now. I'm super dyslexic, so I usually, I usually go like the audio route, but 
I do try to consume as much as possible because I think there is something good about like I like writing in notebooks as well. It's like just at least getting like some separation from totally. the internet, but also, you know, learning. So yeah. like that, that's good too. Where, where do you kind of see yourself in a couple of years? Um, where do I see myself in a few years? Uh, hopefully my agency will be significantly bigger. Um, so that's for one, hopefully rap TV, you know, all facets of our business will be more built out. We'll have our original content series really not gain, hopefully already gained traction. Mm-hmm. Um, and have that team properly built out, which is now it's kind of like, you know, we have people that are doing it full time, but it's not, the infrastructure isn't really there as it is with my other businesses. Um, just cause you know, you can't do everything all at once. So yeah, I would say if, if that paints a good enough picture. Yeah, no, bro, most like for me, I didn't know what I was going to be doing today, yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, mo- most people are very far away from having like, oh yeah, we just need to build our infrastructure on this team. We need to do this on that team. Like that's an amazing you know, position to be in, especially since you enjoy all the, these different facets. Yeah. Cause that's like what I see is like one of the biggest things too. And what I try to do and remind myself every day where it's like, all right, if I'm doing this thing and like someone else would classify it as work, but I like, we both classify these things as like fun. Um, but if, if it's something that I don't enjoy, what the hell, what am I doing? Yeah. What, what, what's the point of that? Yeah. You know, like, totally you like I, I've been doing a little bit more consulting and if it like if I'm not enjoying it it's just like that what the hell am I doing it yeah. makes no sense because all you have is you know your time and your mental energy and you know your capacity of like how much you're enjoying everything and if you're not enjoying it and there's no you know return goal or short-term thing on the other end that makes you think that you will enjoy it and if you don't enjoy the process of it cut that out i was about that last part is the key if you don't enjoy the process of it or like maybe what that end result of because right you can't always do things you you want to do yes you can't you have to do things you do you dislike but if you're doing it for a purpose that you might like the end result of that that's when it's it's worth it and Um, yeah and like you said you know the process and the process of it that for me is the most important the important thing that's why you know i love building businesses and stuff just because i love the process of it for me, it just it's it's that's what uh, gives me gratification. Well, my man, keep enjoying the process of it. Where 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 can people find you best? Um, Instagram, my Instagram at Dapper D A P P E R. Um, Twitter only Daniel Snow. Uh, email me if you want to email me Dan at thesnowagency.com. And yeah, it should be good enough. Sweet people. If you're listening on audio, take a screenshot of it and post on your Instagram story. Tag both of us on it so we can share it. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. So without any further ado, thank you for coming on, my brother. Thank you. Catch you guys next time. Peace. Gloves out.